educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard uh, the Thursday edition of the show. We're so glad you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing on this lovely Thursday afternoon, because it is 5.09, Thursday, September 14th. Educate, inform, entertain. Uh, And we're going to do it on the road. As you can maybe tell, I'm mobile today, uh, uh, heading to Flat Fest, uh, the Flatwater Free Press, a big event uh, uh, up near Omaha this evening. And I'm being escorted by Mr. Randy Brett and his lovely wife, Jan, and, and Anna. Uh, they're exchange students, and so we're headed to to Flat Fest. I'm going to be fanboy to see uh, Jeff Bellany from CNN in a few minutes. So anyway, but I'll introduce uh, uh, our guest and someone who's going to fill in and be my uh, guest host here this afternoon. So uh, remember, if you missed any part of the live version of the show, you can always catch us anytime you like on demand on your favorite podcast platform or. You can always go to KLIN.com, you know, scroll down on the Dan Parsons page and find the episode you're looking for. Uh, well, uh, we wouldn't be complete if we didn't say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny. Hey, Dan. i you already. Yeah. i was... you already, buddy. <laughs> I'm uh, keep keeping on my toes, working hard to keep the show afloat, but uh, we will have a great show as always. Inform, educate, entertain. I'm all for it. Okay, there we go. Well, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show, because it is already uh, Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Chen. We'll get your weekend started right with Chef Kevin. Uh, I imagine we'll enjoy an adult beverage, uh, talk about what's cooking in the chef's kitchen this week, and and, uh, preview our favorite song of the week. And we'll be joined by Brandon Ackert, uh, owner of Gate 25, the bar and restaurant in the Haymarket. And we're going to pick up on Brandon's suggestion, uh, the story in the Lincoln Journal Star recently about Brandon's suggestion that uh, the city permanently close uh, Canopy Street in the Haymarket, make it a little bit more <clears throat> pedestrian friendly, and uh, the bars and restaurants can maybe spill out into that space and, and continue to attract the greatest visitors and, and fans uh, to the greatest city in America, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. So anyway, that's coming up on tomorrow's show, but uh, yeah, each Thursday, it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. We talk to the newsmakers and the thought leaders, uh, people who make a difference in our business community. So let me introduce uh, in the studio, Mr. Todd Ogden, President and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. Todd, thanks for Thanks for coming in, and uh, thanks for being my guest host uh, for the rest of the show today. Thanks, Dan. I'm glad you trust me here. I'm in your spot, keeping your seat warm, messing with all your yeah, buttons. It's it's working out really well so far. Yeah, nice. Well, I appreciate it very much. And and you're going to have you've got a couple guests in the in the uh, in the studio today, and I'll uh, I know you're going to get to those folks later, but. Yep. Uh, uh, Brian Monk, your Director of Operations, and Mr. Jack Parr, uh, Irrigation and Horticulture Manager for the Downtown Lincoln Association. So I think that's fascinating, Todd, to, to give our listeners an idea of uh, some of the behind-the-scenes work that you guys provide the city and uh, downtown Lincoln. And so I think that's uh, a great guest. Look forward to, to hearing from them. 
Yeah, yeah, we're 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 looking forward to it. No guts, no glory, and uh, they certainly have the guts and uh, bring a lot of glory to downtown. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, well, and feel free to riff on uh, uh, the discussion that we're going to do tomorrow because you and I have had this discussion about mm-hmm. you know Kevin Shin and I when we were over in Ireland uh, earlier this summer, and we came back and we said we're going to make it our mission uh, to talk to city leaders and and folks like you and. And uh, the people that uh, uh, make this city uh, in downtown Lincoln so vibrant and a great community uh, with the idea that, you know, maybe we could close off uh, some of those streets in downtown uh, and not just part time for uh, for events and stuff. But maybe there's some property and locations in downtown Lincoln and some streets that, uh, you know, I know the argument is always we're going to give up. Uh, some precious parking spots, uh, but uh, we all know there is, uh, we don't all know, but you and I know there is plenty of parking in downtown Lincoln. There's just not the pull up to your favorite bar, restaurant, or uh, retail establishment and park in the front uh, at the front door. And so anyway, but, exactly. Uh, I, I think that's a topic that uh, we'll continue to chat about. And, uh, uh, and, and, and I told you this uh, uh, off the mic, but I'll tell you, Mr. Randy Brett said that he's uh, uh, he's going to check in with you for some scooter lessons. Yes, I do provide scooter lessons for downtown. I use the scooters <laughs> to check out every every downtown building, even on our extended bid, at least once a week to make sure everything that's going on. But I do require a waiver to be signed if I'm going to give these lessons. I'm not going to take fault for anybody falling, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm ready for you, Randy. <laughs> well, and again, what a, and I know that, you know, some people may uh, have different opinions of the scooters uh, and how they're used, but uh, I see them all the time. Obviously, as you know, I work and live in the, in the Haymarket, and it's just another one of those amenities uh, that the city has that, uh, and it's not just the college kids that are using it. I've seen families uh, that come in for tournaments and things, and, uh, and people that come into concerts uh, uh, use those scooters. So I just uh, think it's a great, uh, addition and amenity to the the downtown, the vibrancy of downtown Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, as president of downtown Lincoln, I love the scooters, and as president of downtown Lincoln, I hate the scooters. So, I mean, you give and you take, and uh, you got to make sure they work the right way. And uh, I know our maintenance crew and our sweepers going along the sidewalks. We always want to make sure they're put upright, and that's always going to be a challenge. But I'm glad the city's kind of done it the right way, and hopefully, we can continue to make them be safe because extra modes of transportation to get you around are always super important for a downtown atmosphere. Absolutely. Well, uh, maybe just this thought, Todd, before we go to the first break. Um, you know, some exciting news yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? Day before. Uh, uh, with the momentum on the new convention center. Yes. You know, you've been intimately involved in that. And Mr. Andy Brett here in the downtown uh, Rotary has been, uh, you know, one of the drivers of that early on. And, of course, our friend Jeff Mall. And so I just wanted to get your take on on, on this new momentum now to uh, build a, uh, a convention center. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's huge having, you know, all forms of government uh, get on board with figuring out how to make this thing happen. And it, it's it's amazing to see where we've come from. Again, even when Visit Lincoln uh, with Jeff and myself at DLA and certainly Randy and his rotary crew, you know, we got together. I can't even remember how long ago it was now, but just so much preaching to everybody on what this could mean. And that helped provide this momentum. And now having Assemble Lincoln take us to the next step and go from there. I can't wait to 
to see what happens moving forward and um, looking forward to Rotary DLA and CVB and visit Lincoln being all along the way through this throughout. So I'm um, excited to get this done. Yeah, well, and as we pointed out <clears throat> when I had uh, John Flowerday, vice chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners and, uh, and Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln on the other day, you know, we talked about probably the most important <laughs> thing to point out to the public is uh, there's not going to be any new taxes involved in this project. And that's what's really exciting. Uh, the work that you guys all did with the legislature and the, yep. the wonderful work that our uh, state senators from Lincoln did to make sure that uh, there was some uh, funding in the turnback pack to... Uh, uh, to get this project yeah. off the ground. No new taxes. And as guest host, I'm going to cut you off because we're going to go to break here. Okay. Very good. Well, we'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition. Uh, it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. Every Thursday, we invite the newsmakers, the thought leaders, people who make a difference in our business uh, community. And today, uh, once a month, we get to visit with Mr. Todd Ogden, President and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. And, and as you can tell, I'm on the road today, and so I'm going to sign off here in a second and uh, let Todd take you, away, take you the rest of the way home for the day. But uh, heading up to uh, the Flatwater Free Press, a big event here this, after, this evening in, uh, in Bennington. And uh, I get to be fanboy and see a bunch of uh, national reporters and <clears throat> who all have ties to Nebraska. So, and of course, see our friends at Flatwater, uh, Matthew Hansen and Matt Wynn, <clears throat> and all their reporters that uh, that you get to to hear every Monday on the show. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But I will, uh, Todd Ogden. Thank you very much. And I know you've got uh, your director of operations and and your irrigation and horticulture manager and taste of behind the scenes at everything that the downtown Lincoln Association does. So, so Todd, I'm going to say goodbye and uh, let you take it uh, the rest of the way home. I appreciate it very much, my friend. Thank you, Dan. I'm I'm ready for you. (laughs) Okay. Hey, have a great show, and uh, we'll catch you soon. And folks, uh, uh, remember, if you miss anything, you can always catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform and and catch up with us on the... uh, on the Twitter or the X, as it's known now, and and Facebook, we'd love to uh, continue the conversation uh, after hours. So, all right, folks, that's it for me. Uh, have a great show. Todd, I'll talk to you soon, man. See you later, Dan. Have some fun. Take care, Randy. Okay. Okay, I will. Thanks. All right. So Johnny C, is is Dan officially gone? I want to double check and make sure. He's gone. He hung up and everything. All right, everybody. I'm taking over. Uh, Truth over tribalism. No more. I'm taking a hard stance right now. Oh, man. I hate the emerald ash borer. Um, And we'll get into that. But before I do, I want to explain why I do and everything else that we do. So those of you who have heard the Business Roundtable before in the second Thursdays when I have the privilege of being on there, where... Dan said thought leaders and movers and shakers are on there, and again, they ran out of everybody else, so they had me do it instead. So I'm here with you all. You've heard about a lot of economic development projects and marketing projects that we've done downtown, Um, but we'd be remiss if we don't talk about 
what the real work is to make our landscape clean, green, and safe. And that is solely due to our maintenance crew downtown. So our organization, uh, half of our organization is built on this maintenance crew. And I have a couple of our crew members here with us today that I can't wait to chat with and for you all to be introduced to and talk about, you know, what's going on downtown as far as the landscape. How does it, how is it that way? How do we have the best looking downtown landscape per capita in the entire world? I don't know, but they do. So we'll, we'll start talking talking about that. And especially since we have recently expanded downtown into the Telegraph District, um, you know, we, we've got uh, an amazing landscape all the way from Arena Drive over to the, you know, Antelope Valley Creek and, and, and that park and uh, from the university down to the Capitol. So with that, I mean, there's over 25,000 hours that they do to keep downtown clean Every year. So it's amazing to see what they do. And they, they take care of over 1,500 trees that are maintained in the downtown area. 1,300 landscape beds. And a couple more stats I'll give you. We have sidewalk sweeping that the crew does throughout all of those sidewalks. And we have about over about two and a half thousand hours per year doing sidewalk sweeping. Um, thanks in part to a couple of our green machines, which are amazing to have. And our landscape maintenance, there's over 5,000 hours a, a year that are provided through that landscape uh, maintenance, including 60 plus hours of graffiti removal, trash and litter collection, uh, snow removal. Removal on our intersections and ADA ramps, and just having extra sets of eyes and ears on downtown. So, absolutely, am thrilled to have the crew that we have downtown. And again, it wouldn't be what it is without the clean and safe component for a downtown. And uh, we have so many people that come in from out of town that uh, give us calls or letters or emails about the wonderful things they see when they come from other areas. So I'm extremely proud when I come around as president downtown. And like I told Dan before, if I'm scooting around, I try to make every building downtown to see what we have. And you see those lovely planter bowls and the planting beds and how everything's kept up. And um, just, again, extremely proud. And I'm glad we're taking today to kind of highlight that. So with that here, um, after the news break, we'll get in depth with a couple of our members. The first is our director of operations, Brian Monk. So Brian, Brian, thanks for being with us today. And Brian, how long have you been with the organization? Oh I've been here since 2008. Yes. So I was there a little bit before you. So as long as I take, uh, yes, uh, the C- yeah, yeah, I'm senior to you just by a little bit there. And yeah, Brian's been amazing throughout there. George Pinkerton was our former maintenance director. And yeah, I can't wait to start talking about things that happened. And um, we've got a little more youthful exuberance on the crew, too. Yes, and, we do. Um, also with us is Jack Parr. And Jack, what do you do? Uh, hello, my name is Jack Parr. I just started working for DLA. I interned last year, and then I was hired on full-time uh, this last May after I graduated from UNL. My job truly is to kind of help DLA be a little bit more efficient in all aspects, it is the way I kind of see it. Uh, I help run a lot of new plant and landscape projects. I help uh, with a lot of different irrigation projects that are happening downtown, and also just assist with daily operations right now. So. Lots of fun stuff. Well, thanks, Jack. And yeah, it's been it's a, been a pleasure working with both of you. Um, again, Brian for so many years, and Jack um, here. And Jack kind of started the same way I did. I started back in what 2006 as an intern, uh, doing a panhandling awareness campaign at the university, and. 
they didn't get rid of me yet. So, um, yeah, you have to stay for at least 20 years. Otherwise, um, we're not going to be too happy about it, Jack. So let's keep you around. And, again, always we got to keep Brian around. And how many total staff do we have currently for the maintenance? I think we're right around 20 altogether with seasonal help and part-time help and full-time help. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah. It's a wonderful staff, too. Yeah, it, it it's amazing. So love love getting to see them and uh, yeah, again like w- with our landscape, there's so many different things that pop up, especially downtown, where you know it, it's changing so much. We've talked before again uh, about how many residents are coming into the downtown area, and um, that certainly transforms a little bit how your jobs are too. We, there's certainly when you live downtown. Um, your your set of eyes focusing on little details are going to be a little bit more. So we certainly have our share of residents that you get to reach out to. Um, and it, it makes it that much more important for it to feel like a neighborhood. You know, downtown Lincoln, when I started and in, in long before that, was an 8 to 5 center. Uh, people wanted to, you know, they got here at 8. There was a 12 noon lunch rush. We had a rush at five of people getting the heck out of downtown. Now it's it's all 24-7. People are living, working, playing downtown, and we need to make sure it stays up as much as it possibly can. And, of course, there's always going to be challenges, but um, knowing we have the crew here to do what they do um, makes me feel a lot better at night um, when things happen. So um, just really pleased to see all the changes that have happened there. And, um, yeah, it, it's... It's truly a, a, a wonderful tribe that gets this job done and works together. And also, um, I do believe that we're recognized as an affiliate uh, site within the statewide arboretum. Is that correct? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have we been accredited for that? Oh, well, I think it's close to 12 years. Awesome. So um, before we get uh, go to the break, I just, uh, again, want to thank Dan for having us on here today. And uh, Johnny C., how much time do we have left before our hard break? Fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. See, look how well-timed this is, everybody. I am thrilled to be here, and I'll be with you when we get back after this hard news break and look forward to continuing to talk with Brian and Jack. So enjoy the news, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Welcome back to our valued listeners. Uh, this is not Dan Parson. Again, this is Todd Ogden, your um, typical Second Thursday Business Roundtable guest. And I didn't in my contract say that I had to guest host here, but uh, today I do. Dan, he, he ditched us. He's out at the Flat Fest at the Flatwater Free Press event. So you're stuck with me here, and we're going to finish out um, this segment to continue talking with with our wonderful crew members, Brian Monk and Jack Parr. And again, every Thursday like today, we celebrate the Lincoln Business Community. The Lincoln Business Roundtable is newsmakers and thought leaders, people who make a difference in our business community. And I also come on on Tuesday. So this is, uh, or on Thursdays, this is a wonderful segment, and I'm just really happy to be a part of it. And uh, always look forward to hearing from our other wonderful community leaders um, in Lincoln. And uh, if you want to catch up on any missed show on your favorite podcast. I know like Jeff Mall and Sean Flowerday were on one of those a couple days ago. You're not going to want to miss that. I'm sure Jeff made a ton of mistakes. Um, you can go to KLIN.com to, to hear that segment or any other segments, and you can also continue the conversation after the show on the Facebook page and the X accounts. And Johnny, are you on X? Yeah, I have I have an X account. Did we figure out so they're 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 not tweets anymore, they're posts. No, they're posts. They're posts. Yep. So make a post. Whoever makes a post <laughs> about Johnny C on the X account, he'll let me know and and we'll make sure to get you a downtown Lincoln gift uh-huh. card. Good at over two hundred downtown businesses. Uh so we're just thrilled to be here um as a downtown organization to talk to you. Uh but before we do that, I do want to lean into tomorrow's show for Mr. Dan Parsons and it's Friday afternoon club with Kevin Shin back again. Um I love Kevin, uh, also a former downtown business owner uh, a couple different places I uh, oh my heart misses bread and cups so much but uh, we're just fortunate enough to have it as long as we did and um, you know they'll get your weekend started right with Kevin and enjoy an adult beverage what's cooking in chef's kitchen this week and our favorite song of the week so they will go through all that and they'll be joined by downtown's Brandon Ackert, who owns Gate 25 Bar and Restaurant in the Haymarket, as well as uh, as well as our new dog bar over uh, in the Telegraph District. So looking forward to Brandon causing problems in the FAC. And yeah, just make sure that uh, Dan and Kevin take care of him because he can get a little unruly, but they'll take care of him as he talks about uh, potentially what could happen with closing down Canopy Street in the Haymarket. All right. Those are all my prompts, and now I get to really run the show and lead the direction into our crew. And really the first main question that I have is for you, Brian. Uh, we have a game, a Husker football game, if you're unaware, versus Northern Illinois in two days and 19 minutes. And <laughs> I know that affects our crew quite a bit downtown. It's very packed. What does that look like for downtown when the crew wakes up uh, Sunday morning uh, and even through Monday to see what downtown's like and what do we do for that? It looks like a great opportunity to go to work. <laughs> uh, no, it, it does. We bring in you know ninety thousand plus people into that arena, and uh, they do create some trash, and we are ready to pick that up. We put out extra you know trash cans at strategic places that are heavily foot trafficked areas, and collect trash through that. We will bring in extra people on Sunday, and get that get everything picked up, and get it cleaned up, and get ready to go for the work week. Uh, usually takes 
at least four hours on Sunday if we bring four or five people in. Uh, that's actually gone down. It used to be it took eight people just about all day. Are they good at putting trash in the trash They're, cans? Yes, they are. Uh, you know, they will get full in some places, and then it's that's not in the trash can anymore. So. And you do, do the crew brings out supplemental uh, cans yes. for game day as well. We've got We're, some big ones placed around and in like the strategic areas where there is a lot of foot traffic. So I don't want to call anybody out, but where's the dirtiest spot that you always have to manage <laughs> after that? Which tailgates do we have to kind of... I think uh, some of the dirtiest area. the closer you get to campus, the more people are more congested it gets, so you'll have more trash as you get there, but that's not anybody's fault. That's just the way people work. There's more people there, there's more trash there. So does it make a difference when we have a morning game at 11 or an afternoon or night game, or is it all, all the same? Not too much. The, the tailgating seems to be a little bit less when there's a morning game. Uh, but, you know, there still be people tailgating at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning uh, for a morning game. But uh, the longer the day goes on, there's, there can be a little bit more trash, but it's negligible. Is it worse if we win or lose? Or does that have any change, too? So, uh, yeah. Uh, it you it used to be that it was worse when we lost. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I gathered. I you, you see a lot more like shooters floating around on the mm-hmm. ground. So, um yeah, I'm just glad you guys yeah, clean those little bottles up and everything else and uh yeah, again, we're fortunate to get that ready and yeah. um if it's not, we certainly hear about it, but again, we don't hear about it often because it is amazing how quickly that it gets picked up. And one of the things that we've been told by Many people, just random people from out of town, that this is one of the cleanest downtowns I've ever been to. And that that's something that every party, every person on the crew, we take that compliment in stride, and it makes everybody work a little bit harder. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, and I have no bias at all. So, yeah, there's 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 nothing prompting me to make sure that downtown Lincoln uh, is known to be the cleanest downtown in the entire world. Uh, and part of that is because uh, we have wonderful horticulturists on the crew. Um, yes, we do. It, an urban atmosphere definitely has its challenges, but even with that, you know, we, we have our board of directors downtown, and I think one thing that they always think when they come on the board is... Um, I, I swear every single one of them, uh, they used to pull George Pinkerton, our former maintenance director, aside. They pull you aside. And now knowing we have Jack here, they want those horticulture tips. What do I do about my landscape bed? So I want to know, Jack, do you have any tips for us for our landscaping at home that you use downtown or at your at your place? Yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely some good tips that I can give out. So we can kind of start with the with your turf, you know, with your, with your yard. Uh, Really what most people want is a nice, luscious, green-looking yard with a low amount of maintenance. So ways that you can do that to kind of prevent tons of maintenance is definitely being proactive about things. So I'd probably start maybe in the wintertime where maybe you go to your local garden center or any sort of place like that, and you can go get signed up for a program for fertilizer. That makes it really easy. They usually give you a little calendar or something like that, and it makes it really easy to kind of just go and you know exactly when and what time of the year to put what down. So that is always kind of a helpful tip if you're not super sure on what kind of fertilizers to put down. That really kind of simplifies the process. Is there a better brand? I'm looking for sponsors here after this for Downtown Lincoln. So what brands are we we looking for for fertilizer? If I, I, you know, you could go to any local place, Ace, Earl May, Campbell's, any any place like that. Um, Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't recommend any specifics because... There's really no place that you can go entirely wrong with. Most of the places will sell the exact same quality of fertilizer, just with minor changes in, in ingredients or uh, 
but really most of the time everybody's on the same page when it comes to the type of fertilizer that's being put down unless there's some sort of new information going around in the industry that people believe works different or works new what did the heat do for the turf not only downtown but again for other other people listening on their beds i know it probably affected the turf a little bit differently and is there anything different you have to do well you know with with the heat it can always it's always a big issue you know it makes you it causes you to put down more water if we get put under water restrictions then you really have to start thinking about okay when am i going to be able to water my lawn and then you have to start following water restrictions so a tip that I would give is uh, a lot of times people think that if you water every single day for maybe 15 minutes, oh, at least I'm getting water down every single day. If, you know, even if we don't get put under water restrictions, truly the smarter option is to water for longer times to allow that water to really soak into the soil and let the, let the roots of the grass really just get all that water in. So if I had to give a, advice on when it gets really hot, Instead of watering, you know, every single day for a short amount of time, start to water for longer times because it gives that water more time to get into the soil and really give that grass a better chance at getting past those drought temperatures because that is, that's where people struggle a lot is their grass is not prepared for those drought temperatures and then you're trying to backtrack and water and overwater and then that's when issues can happen. So that's what I would say for that. Great. What about flowers? I mean, first of all, what do we? What's our most popular flower downtown that's in there, or plant, or or whatever we have in the beds? And what flowers do you recommend for anybody? Well, okay, so probably the most popular flower downtown in the planters, at least, would be the petunia, of course, and the more specific variety would be the Califricoa supertunia, I believe, is what it's called. And that's a really great flower, really awesome, puts off bloom, tons of blooms, continues to bloom and bloom. All season long, I think you can get blooms all the way from early June to continual now. And so that's probably the most popular flower for the raised planters. My personal favorite when it comes to the landscape beds, I'm a big fan of yarrow. Uh, I think it's a really fun plant, really interesting look, super drought tolerant. So it really doesn't need a whole lot of water throughout the year. And it's also a native plant. So when do you plant yarrow? I personally like to plant in the fall. You can do in the spring as well. Uh, spring or fall for yarrow uh, always is a good time for that. Um, even with how durable yarrow is, you could even kind of sneak into the summer a little bit there. But personally, if you have time to plant in the spring or fall, yarrow is going to be a really great selection for that. Good spread on the uh, on the plant itself. Has a kind of pretty little flower that it puts off it and then actually a a funny tip about it is that people use the flower for uh miniature figures so it's oh cool well i love that well we'll keep talking more tips here after the break and uh and how much we love cactus and corn being planted downtown and after the break and you're on 1400 and 99.3 kill i-l-n you're listening to the dan parsons show on 1499.3 k-l-i-n Welcome back, everybody. Todd Ogden here, guest hosting for Dan, who is at the Flat Fest, the Flatwater Free Press event. And coming up on tomorrow's show, FAC with Chef Kevin Shin. Dan will get your weekend started off right with Kevin and enjoy an adult beverage. What's cooking in Chef's Kitchen this week and their favorite song of the week? Dan, seven Kev. Chef Kevin will be joined by downtown's very own Brandon Ackert, owner of Gate 25 Bar and Restaurant in the Haymarket. And Brandon's going to talk about Canopy Street and what it would 
be like if it was permanently closed in the Haymarket, something that um, we, we often talk about in our downtown areas as well, on what to do with our streets and where to activate them and how to make them pedestrian-friendly versus vehicle-friendly and um, really just activate our streets. So looking forward to that conversation and listening in, into that. And if I miss it, I'll still catch up <laughs> on it on, on the website on X, on Twitter, all of the stuff. So looking forward to that. And I'm again here with Downtown Lincoln Association's Director of Operations, Brian Monk, and Jack Parr, uh, five-tool specialist, horticulture, irrigation, project management. All that sorts of stuff. President and CEO handler. That's Jack for you. So we have the crew here. Jack was giving us some tips. I think one thing that I hear about as president of downtown that people talk to us about, everybody by now has heard so much about the Emerald Ashbor, which which I said I'm taking a hard stance. I am not a fan of Emerald Ashbor, as we've been in several meetings over the last several years on what that has done for our you know environment with our trees and, and what that means for downtown. So, Brian, I want to just kind of ask you, everybody kind of knows about you know generally why that started damaging trees, but where are we at downtown and Where's it damaged it the most, and kind of what's the plan moving forward? Emerald Ashmore is in Lincoln, and it's even close to downtown, and I'm sure that it's in downtown trees at this point in time. They, uh, you know, as it's as it's killing trees, we're monitoring them. As the trees start to die, we start you know making sure we clean out the dead in the trees. At some point in time, you have to make the decision: <laughs> do you treat the tree or do you take it down? Uh, I know that the O Street through downtown has an awful lot of ash trees on it and part of the O Street corridor project it will be to replace those ash trees um, there are other ash trees in other places and we're working with the parks and rec department and the forestry division we're, we're going to be you know taking these some of these trees out as needed uh, trimming them as needed uh, keeping them as healthy as we can for as long as we can and systematically starting to take trees out and replacing them and generally, what types of trees do you think are smartest to replace them with as we look through? There's areas? a large variety of trees, and that's one of the things that will increase the, the downtown tree canopy is the diversity. We don't want to have everything or most everything, all one species of tree anymore. Uh, we have the same thing that could be happening now with the with the emerald ash borer. So we have a larger variety out there, larger diversity out there. If a bug comes through and attacks a tree, we'll be able to survive that with minimal casualties. Are there any other diseases for other types of trees that you've heard that are coming in? There's, it, well, there's a few bugs that are that are close, to, uh, but there's none that are here or eminently going to be here right at this point in time. Well, that's good. So, yeah, I think I, I agree. If we can get uh, a diverse range of trees, hopefully we don't have to come with that. And again, from our perspective, downtown uh, placements, wildly important. We've get a lot of requests. It's it's hard having it in the downtown area. They're so important to have that green in downtown. But Absolutely. we also have a lot of signage that you have to work around. So, well, that's just it. The trees will grow up, you know, and as they grow up, we start trimming things off of the bottom and they will raise up and rise up through most all the signage. Uh, but it is a process. Does that work for kids, too? Will my boys grow up at, at that rate? Because I haven't seen it yet. I know. That's that's going to be a difficult one there. Okay. Well, well, that's good. I, I mean, 
it's it's going to be amazing to see the transformation. I mean, you mentioned a lot of these are on O Street, and yes. you know we'll be talking more in the future on the show about the corridors project. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about the entryway corridors with Halley Salem and with the city urban development department and transforming the entryway into downtown. And look forward to seeing more of that. And a lot of that is going to be based on where the tree canopy is placed, absolutely, and what kind of activity we have. So again, it all kind of comes full circle with us when we have certain things downtown we want to make sure that you feel satisfied when you have the right places to go but not only that but when you're parking and walking and biking into downtown uh, you have an experience that makes you want to come back and by far I think landscaping is one of the most important factors there so just super pleased with that again and uh, yeah I'm glad we have both of you on and again Jack do you have any other kind of last second tips I did want to ask you I I think I'm pretty smart on, on my planting bed I put down some landscape cover and some uh, oh some limestone rock. Do you think that's good for, for my flowers? Oh, dear goodness. No, well, you know, it kind of depends on the stance that you take for sure. You know, if you are looking for a really low-maintenance landscape bed, knock yourself out. You know, go ahead and hit it with the landscape fabric and the rocks. Personally, I believe Brian and I would probably see it otherwise. Landscape fabric can cause numerous issues in the future with soil, especially with that soil moisture being trapped below that landscape fabric. And then, not to mention, after about two or three years, sediment of the earth naturally forms back into the landscape. And so sediment will form back on top of that mulch, on top of that landscape uh, layer that you've put down. And seeds will find a way to go ahead and germinate and continue to grow in your landscape bed. So the the fact is that putting down landscape fabric only kind of stops weed germination for about two to three years. After that, the earth takes its course once again and will continue to put up weeds in your landscape. So you think, ah, why am I getting all these weeds here? Well, that's why, because simply the earth will take its course as it always does. All right. Well, you heard it here, everybody. He didn't want to tell his boss, no, he's doing the worst thing in the world, but um, <laughs> he's, he's taken a stance. Um, but again, we're not going to do that here today because this is the Dan Parsons show, Truth Over Tribalism. And um, I guess your stance is the truth is may, maybe not do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that is the truth. That that really is the truth. That's that's what I was taught in school, and that's what I've been told by other professionals in the industry. So that is truth. Oh, truth over tribal. Truth. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for joining me and saving me on at least having somebody more entertaining than myself and informative than myself talk to these wonderful listeners here at KLIN on Dan Parsons' show. So thanks again, Jack and Brian. Uh, again, this is Todd Ogden, president and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association, um, here for um, Dan's uh, Thursday show with the Business Roundtable. And I'm just pleased to be a part part of um be able to shout out to the rooftops how much we love our Lincoln community and how we want to continue to build it up. So that's what the roundtable is all about, and that's what the Dan Parsons Show is all about. And with that, that's going to be a wrap for us. And I want everybody to make sure that they can now do good things. And here you are on 1499.3 KLIN. 